0: I know why okay. Welcome to the pop on film. Are we good? We are good now. Alright. Okay. You wanna try all you wanna try
1: that again? Yeah the, the opening part, the you announcing.
0: Welcome to the Popon film. I am Bunny Williams and with me is I am the Pope
1: in question. My name is Reverend Steve. I am the founder of Ed, of the Church of Ed Wood, which is an actual thing worth a Google. This is episode 288 of the podcast. Yes, yes, the little Lebowski Urban Achievers and proud we are of all of that. Uh, And I just want to say that Donald Trump is a total copycat because I, I don't know if I've mentioned this in the podcast before, but once we did the podcast, Bunny came to me in 2014 and said, we should do a podcast. And I said, I will only do a podcast if I have a button on my desk that will allow me to get a Diet Coke whenever I want. Yes. So I had a Diet Coke button well before Donald Trump had one on, his, on the, the Resolute desk or whatever the heck. So I'm going to press it now. Nothing. Oh wait, I forgot. Uh, D- uh, Diet cokes are are crap. Okay, so this today we hmm? Mexican Coke. Mexican Coke is the best. Love that stuff. Look, Absolutely love. I milk. am
0: I am a coca and have yeah. been for a long time. Hmm. And Mexican Coke. Is the Dom Perignon of Coke?
1: Yeah, it's it's it, really the only difference between Mexican Coke and American Coke is just American Coke is shoved is just just shoved to the brim with that uh, uh, high fructose corn syrup, and in Mexico they still just use pure cane sugar, and the difference is astounding. Yes. You know. It's astounding. So we've got a a show to do here. I've got a really good chap. I've got a a discussion of a movie. I'm going to get very passionate when we discuss this week's movie, the 1990 film Captain
0: America. Okay. Again, it was not the movie I thought it was going to be
1: because there's one from the there's like a 1978 1979 one that a lot of people think of when they think of the other Captain America film yes yeah so uh this 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 is gonna be a show and we're just gonna uh, jump to it okay let's do this yes I am going to be starting this 288th episode of the Pope on Film podcast by saying a really stupid joke. Okay, honey. So it, it, it's a very basic joke. A number of people have come up with this joke, not one person owns this joke. It's a very cheesy, standard, basic joke. Are, are, are you ready? Are you ready for this, bunny? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> remember in twenty twenty when when Gwyneth Paltrow started selling an expensive candle that smelled like her vagina? Do you remember that? Yes. Who could forget? Yes. Well, recently, a fifty-year-old UK woman. Named Jody Thompson was lounging in her home, and she had she had lit one of Gwyneth Paltrow's uh, JJ candles. Yes, when, when it suddenly, inexplicably exploded, lighting a portion of the house on fire. Yes, so I guess you could say that Gwyneth
0: Paltrow has that bomb ass pussy. Yes, she does. I would like to think that wherever she was at the time when this happened, Gwyneth Paltrow orgasmed.
1: Now, I'd like to take this time to say that that joke
0: that I just said was a
1: very dumb joke. And to be clear, I did not steal that joke from my older brother, Joe. You're not the only one to come up with this really cheap joke idea, Joe. Yeah, Joe. Jesus fucking Christ. I would tell him that if he ever listened to the podcast, which he most definitely does not, because that would mean he cares about me. Uh, congrats on getting sober, though, older brother, again. Uh, uh, I, I, I have a theory that um, my dad may have abused my mom. Uh, I, I'm definitely sure emotionally, I'm not 100% sure. Um, physically but I, I I've gotten close to revelations and it's just obvious now that I'm older which of the two siblings were raised by the abuser and which one was raised by the abused you know um, yeah when you when you get older, a, a large portion of your childhood becomes more clear. You know. Yes. Anyway, uh, I just wanted to start off with that very stupid joke, and now we can we can cut on that bit and move on. Buddy, yes. Our long national nightmare is finally over, and Donald Trump is no longer president of the United States of America. Who is president right now? <laughs> That's not the point. Look, let's celebrate whatever victories we can get, you know? Yeah. And look, uh, uh, the point is, whoever the president is right now, it's not Donald Trump. That's the point that I'm trying to get at, okay? So let's let's get our victories wherever we can. It's nice to have a president who actually cares about people who aren't himself. Yes. It's nice to have boring, sane daily press briefings again. Yes. I saw somewhere on social media that, uh, uh, wow, it's almost as if the woman who's uh, Joe Biden's press secretary does not want to get on Dancing with the Stars.
0: Yeah, but she was great in Babylon 5. Yes, she was
1: but it's important to point out just how bad the trump administration was it was legitimately downright evil and it cannot be overstated how bad things were here in the united states for the last four years and i have a great little example a great little example about the extent of the evilness of the previous uh, administration okay so it's 2020 and the entire planet is hit with a global pandemic, and overnight, uh, uh, personal protective equipment is scarce for healthcare workers. People are missing masks and missing uh, 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 gloves. And Eris, no, you cannot stand on my. You don't turn off the podcast again, Cat. Okay, you cannot stand on the computer again. You did this once, all right? If you wanna make a cameo, we can discuss that, but you can't stand on here, all right? Okay, now you're down there, all right. So uh, 2020 pandemic, suddenly healthcare workers, they're having a hard time finding masks, facial shields, uh, gloves, hand sanitizer. Uh, So in a surprise move, uh, a lot of breweries in America stopped brewing alcohol and started making hand sanitizer because it didn't take a lot of effort for a number of breweries to like, OK, we've already got the ingredients and we already got the machines. We've just been making beer, but we could very easily pivot and start making hand sanitizer. So a number of breweries throughout America started uh Selling hand sanitizer, giving away hand sanitizer, donating hand sanitizer to local hospitals and doctors and nurses. And so a a number of breweries throughout America helped our nation in a tough time, stepping up like true heroes that they are. Yes. In December, the Trump administration, being evil, charged every brewery that made hand sanitizer over $14,000 in fees. Oh, Lord. That that Breweries helped our nation in a time of crisis produce more hand sanitizer, which was uh, sorely needed. And the Trump administration in December, on their way out... The Trump administration said, OK, breweries, technically you are making uh, hand sanitizer and that is a health care thing and you guys aren't. Uh, You don't have the right permits for that So each and every single Solitary brewery was charged over $14,000 Each! That's not a total Of $14,000 Each brewery like hey we're a small time brewery We're making hand sanitizer And giving it to hospitals Suddenly boom they are hit with a $14,000 Bill Yeah, That is downright evil The FDA Under Trump Uh, refused to back down on the $14,000 in fees. Eventually, they did uh, waive the fees only after a string of bad publicity, which was all Trump cared about
0: Yeah, when he was president. How evil do you have to be to do that? See, now, this I would not call evil, per se, but it's exactly what he was doing all over the place on his way out. Any petty little thing he could do. Any petty, you know, it's not evil. It's just fucking petty. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
1: It's, it's so petty that, uh, yeah, that the Trump administration was free fallen. You yeah. get it? was a Tom Petty song. That was a that was a pun. Uh Jennifer Garish says it is crazy that this was true life and not some crazy sci fi LOL. Yeah, it is crazy that uh Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina explodes. You know yeah. what? I, I I know that this is a separate segment, but how funny would it be if we eventually learned that the Gwyneth Paltrow candle exploded because Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina just does that sometimes. <laughs> that they kept having to stop filming like Avengers end game because suddenly like and smokes coming from her pants, like crap. It exploded again. I'm sorry. We need to take a five.
0: We need to take a five. And, she, and she just like exploded. shot two feet up in the air. Yeah, yeah, it'd
1: be hilarious. Yeah, she <laughs> just woo, like a like like she has the
0: Acme vagina. Yes,
1: and it just explodes and there's smoke everywhere. That's freaking hilarious. That I is- mean,
0: I, I don't, I don't think she actually possesses enough vaginal wind to maintain flight. Yeah, yeah, but like two, three yeah. feet, you know. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, so so that's it. That's all I've got for Act One. I've been trying to make the podcast a little bit shorter so that it's not like uh, three to five hours every week, you know. <laughs> so I'm trying to make it a little bit shorter. Also, I've got uh, a cousin Jaden is here and I'm just trying to make it short anyway. Uh, yes. We've still got a full show to do. We need to talk about uh the youngest vice president. We need to talk about
0: Tommy Weasel. Really? Oh, Oh sighting? Huh? There's been a sighting.
1: No, no. We need to talk about this week's movie, and I'm going to get very angry and passionate about this week's movie, Captain America from 1990, or as I like to call it, Captain America's Swinging Italian Vacation. We <laughs> Cap Rob through Italy and Venice with Captain America and some woman that we're going to say is named Sharon.
0: I, I, I actually was thinking of it more as as Captain America turns Nice nice
1: You can't even make him look like a like a like a polio victim.
0: You can't even All, all my Captain Americas
1: as as the shield turns
0: Yes. Yeah. General Captain America. Um
1: As super soldier serum through the hourglass, (laughs) these are the captains of our lives. Yeah. But before we get to any of that,
0: maybe we should take a break. Should we take a break? Well, and there will be a world premiere coming up in Bunny Versus. We're so prepared. yes, we should take a break.
1: Okay, okay.
0: All right. Well uh I concur. We will
1: be right back with more of the Popon film after this. I pretended to take off my glasses even though I didn't have glasses. <laughs> Is it closing?
0: waiting for it to um, close? Yeah, yeah I'm starting now it was just too funny watching you do that <laughs> I, I, I always try and I always try
1: and do the hand thing at the same time that 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 the thing closes <laughs> you're just ruining it here we go.
0: Think you're ready, Call down new Crazy Wap. Eddie, the man who's got most everything, stereo sound, his audio selection, you with your perfection, he's the man with all the lowest prices Wap-wap. around, so, so come, come on down and put it him into to the, the test, it. see whose prices really are the best. Can fix you up with a sound satisfactory place and guarantee a smile upon oh, your face. Oh, when you think you're ready, Ooh, down to what crazy what Eddie, what the man who's got most everything. What what stereo sound and so the stories so told, told across the whole wide world.
2: Crazy Eddie will not ever be undersold. Need a new stereo, color TV, CB? Call 645-1196 for the most ridiculous prices ever during Crazy Eddie's Christmas Sale. In August? Huh, look at this.
1: Certified frustration-free packaging. Hmm, not... Not frustrating, that's good. I guess I just pull here and, uh... Damn it! Damn it! Damn it! Keep
3: no! Ah! I want, not to want, I want. I <laughs> last hour of how is
1: The special edition The Death of Richie is a 1977 made for TV movie and now with The Death of Richie special edition now out on Blu-ray and DVD you can watch The Death of Richie as it was originally meant to be of the old and outdated scenes of a young man struggling with a drug addiction, and in its place is the scene at the end of La Bamba where actor Isai Morales calls out for his brother. It's the death of Richie, special La Bamba edition. Gone are Robbie Benson, and in its place, one hour and 35 minutes of Isai Morales yelling for Richie. That's all it is, just Isai Morales yelling for Richie. Richie. Do you like seeing Mexicans yell for their dead brother? Of course you do! And now, with the death of Richie, the special edition, you can watch one hour and 35 minutes of Isai Morales yelling for his brother. <laughs> That's right, Isai Morales. Richie. Richie. It's the death of Richie. The special edition. These posts in the rants and raves section of the Oklahoma City Craigslist page because it, I, I guess it's just justifying my beliefs. People are horrible. The headline is USA and Mexico. God, uh, all right. Keep a positive
2: attitude towards this. I was visiting with a blood relative who was married to a Mexican. And the relative brought up Trump and the wall. The relative was irritated that Trump thinks Mexico will pay for the wall. Being a nice relative, I just listened and was told Mexico hates Trump. I feel as if I have stumbled onto something. Go, Trump, go, baby, build that beautiful wall. I'm so
1: happy to be a brown skinned individual in the Bible Belt. Gee, I feel so, uh, welcomed and invited. just feel so warm. People are treating me so nice here. Like, man, they make sure to put their sights on me first. It's like, I have red dots all around me. From their sniper rifles. Yay! I'm gonna get me a pickup truck and a dog and a shotgun. Start saying
0: y'all Be like water and come back next week or I'll kick your ass And we're back with more of the Pope on Film. Honey.
1: Yes. Are you ready for America's hottest podcast segment Bunny Versus starring the incomparable Bunny Williams. Are you ready? Are you pumped? Are you amped? Are you jazzed? Are you psyched? Are you primed? Are you ready and raring to go? Are you ready to do it, Bunny? Are you ready? I I am ready. Well then. Without any further ado, it's time once again for Bunny Versus. And now here is your
0: host, Bunny Williams, take it away, Bunny. So a candle that smells like Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina exploded. The the there's so much comedy there. Think about there's- well, I'm thinking more about think about the years you've spent in journalism school you know and all of the writing that you've done and one day you come to your keyboard and you have to type candle that smells like Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina exploded yeah yeah i i think you. you would really have to sit back and think you know it was all worth it, just for that. <laughs> I imagine if I was a journalist and I
1: had to write the Gwyneth Paltrow's exploding vagina candle story, that it would be just like that scene from Ed Wood's The Sinister Urge, where the man who makes pornography stops and says, uh, I used to make good pictures, you know, like like looking back at his life, like all of this smut. I used to be an actual filmmaker. I used to make <laughs> pictures, good pictures. I imagine it, you would feel like that. Like, oh man, I was so wide-eyed, Woodward and steamed up in college. Yeah. And now I'm writing the the vagina
0: candle story. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. I spent a week in a crack house for my thesis. Yeah. And now I'm writing this. <laughs> yeah, pretty much.
1: So how are you? Uh, Well, first, I would like to say, I meant to say this in the beginning of the podcast, but I forgot to say it because uh, I was doing the whole uh, Diet Coke button bit. But we're doing, we're, we're spending a month in the podcast watching the little scene Uh corners of the Marvel Cinematic Universe and uh, starting off with the 1990 film Captain America and so this is my first uh, costume change. I did my first costume change over the break. This is an old sweater that I bought. Uh, Let me put the hood on. It's difficult with my long hair but there you go. Yes. I I look a little bit stupid but not as I would say the stupidity factor is about equal between this outfit and what the guy wore in the movie Captain America. Yes. Fun fact uh, about the movie Captain America. I'm full of uh, fun facts about this film. It was made with hard, unbreathable rubber, and they filmed the movie in Yugoslavia during the summer. So the star, Matt Salinger, who is the son of J.D. Salinger, kept almost passing out due to heat stroke. Oh. And they, they made the outfit with holes so that his ears would pop out. But then he's also moving around and running. And so he would constantly get uh, 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 like uh, his ears would get fucked up because, again, this is hard, uh, unmalleable, unbreathable rubber. And he was always getting a like rug burn. So when you see his ears, those are fake. Those are fake ears that they attach to the outfit. I think that's hilarious. I'm I'm very excited about this week's film and this week's uh, chap. So, very, very excited. Uh, So, you asked how I'm doing. I am slowly going insane. Really? I love my children, all of my children. I love them very much. But I have been surgically grafted to my three oldest children nonstop since March of 2020. It's almost been a year. And it's just getting to me. It is absolutely getting to me. Waking up in the morning and just having to spend every second of every day with these children is just, you know, Everybody needs peace and quiet. And the only peace and quiet I get is when I take a bath. And that's, and even then, like, Dad, can I, can I get on your computer and play roblox? And it's like, I, I just want the littlest bit. So then my wife said uh, yesterday, Saturday morning, she said, I have an idea. What if I get you a hotel room? And you can just stay there, weekend because you need privacy, why don't I just get you a hotel room and you can hang out there? And and then I'm like, can you come too and hang out in my hotel room? And she's like, no, you need time by yourself. And then and, and I said. That just feels weird to me. I don't know if I want to do that. That would feel uncomfortable. And she said, okay, well, it's something to think about. And I said, no, I'm not going to be doing that. But for the rest of the day, the kids are yelling and screaming and running around the house and fighting and breaking things. And every it, it, the longer Saturday went on, the more I thought I could have a TV all to myself. An entire bed by myself. And so by the time I said no, having a hotel room to myself is the best idea in the world. By the time I said that, it was it was late at night. And so it was kind of pointless for Natasha to get me a hotel room. So I'm getting a hotel room here in town uh, next weekend. Nice. Nice. And the more I think about it, the more it's just, you know what? Drop me off at my hotel room. First thing I'm going to do is get naked, (laughs) have some beers, eat edibles, watch
0: television, do whatever. Get lucky. You're you're gonna get. You're gonna totally score. Yeah, my sex life is
1: like a Ferrari, (laughs) fast paced. Super powerful, and I don't have a Ferrari. (laughs) So, yeah, I'm totally going to get lucky. So that's been my week. That has been my week. Yeah, let me... Okay, okay. So uh, this has been my week. Uh, The virtual school... and My kids are doing virtual school, right? And uh, they said, hey... You kids have Monday off because Monday is Martin Luther King Day. So why don't you spend some time helping out your community today? There will be no school. And so I thought, oh, hey, that's great. The kids will only have to do school Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. And then on Tuesday morning, we log into school and they gave them uh, a whole week of work yeah okay and and like we i get a detailed schedule of my daughter's kindergarten classes and this is what you have to do every single solitary day maxwell is more uh like Here's 15 things in English. Here's 12 things in math. Here's five things in science. Here's three things in social learning. And you figure it out yourself. But for Eleanor, there's a big, massive detailed list of all the things that she has to do in school. And on top of the schedule, it said, hey, uh, uh, pre-K class, you have school from the January 19th to January 22nd now here's what you'll be doing on january 18th and it's a full day of school on their day off that they then have to try and do for the rest of the week so my kids were just working so much longer this entire week to make up if you're going to give them martin luther king day off then don't give them a martin luther king day's worth of work to do for the rest of the week it just sucks yes it just sucks and, and and that rightfully pissed me off. Like like last Thursday, Maxwell worked for almost like five or six hours. Really? Doing work and doing math and, and, and it was so difficult. And it's like, gee, thanks Martin Luther King. <laughs> thanks a lot. So so there's that. You know, uh, they just announced uh, who will be premiering and then who will be hosting the next couple of episodes of Saturday Night Live. No. And uh, John Krasinski from The Office is going to host next Saturday. And then two weeks after that, Regina King will be hosting, and that will be interesting because she's an amazing actress. And then in between that, Dan Levy will be hosting SNL. He's the uh, uh, wonderful, amazing gay son of Eugene Levy, who co-starred with Eugene Levy in Schitt's Creek, and that got me thinking: like, man, Dan Levy's getting to host SNL before Eugene Levy. Yes. Eugene Levy never hosted, but his son's going to be hosting. I hope he makes an appearance. You know? Yeah. At least. Because Eugene Levy's never been on SNL. He was basic. He was on the Canadian SNL. Yes, he was. But it, it, I, Eugene Levy, should host. You know. Yes, he should. Levy White hosted a couple of times for shit's sake. Anyway, so that's been my week. How
0: are you, Bunny? Uh, I'm okay. Um mostly been puttering around with a lot of stuff this week, but Genie has been exposed to COVID. Mm-hmm. So gotcha. we're, we're kind of quarantined now for, for like the two weeks or whatever. Yeah. The facility is shut down. Yeah. Because all because Brandy with an eye didn't know if she should tell the director that she lost her sense of smell and taste. Jesus.
1: She got a Yankee candle? Is that how she figured it out?
0: Does she got, have a Yankee candle? But I'm just kind of feeling like, man, I should have seen this coming. You know? Like, the end of me, my final undoing, being brought about by Brandy with oh, an eye. You know, I've actually heard
1: a lot of things about Brandy. I heard that she's a fine girl. Yes. I
0: heard,
3: uh,
1: like, she'd make a good wife. But they tried to tell me other things, but I didn't pay attention because my, you know, my love, my life, my lady is deceit. Yes. So, so there's that. Uh, well, Bunny. Uh, if, I, if and, he, I,
0: and I said to Jeannie, if, if we get this and die, I want us to die with notes on our chest said, this is all because of you, Brandy with an eye. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, well, Bunny, uh, I'll be woody and praying for you because I've been through COVID and that's a bitch. Yeah the worst part is just how sore every inch of you is yeah every morning waking up it was like the the night before i had ran the new york city marathon while lifting weights it was the absolute worst
0: (laughs) but yeah we don't have kids running around we just got the cat yeah but but uh
1: okay uh, you are in our thoughts and prayers and animal sacrifices
0: bunny you and Jeannie well nothing's happened yet she's just been nothing's exposed. happened yet yeah. we nothing's don't know if, yet. you know we don't know if she's got it or anything we were all wearing masks. yeah they were all wearing masks they were at work yeah. and shit you know. yeah. but goddamn brandy with an eye.
1: So Brandy
0: I, I See, I've got the Captain America outfit. I turned
1: my chair backwards. So Brandy, when I gave you COVID <laughs> You know, I've, I've got the outfit ready to give you the Captain America talk yes.
0: So we also have a world premiere Yes, yes Please I, tell me about that I, I have done a lot of puttering this week and I just had a lot of pieces laying around and i was like oh here's a stupid thing i could do and i went and i did that stupid thing and that stupid thing is ready so let us jump to it don't forget there is still going to be a delay before you start seeing it on the stream yes okay so i am killing the sound all right
3: are two. That's the future cherry. a road no Words in the and politics. ravish the every survivor they can find. times, they or they will learn. They lift the sticks up too far. When this time's to all
1: Great. good job
0: bunny is it it's finished yeah yeah that was great thank you thank you it was and, and i i i drafted one of our listeners jennifer garish i was wondering whose voice that was i was like i all i know is that it's not genie yeah well, she, she was she was not in the best of moods last night from her posts and things like that. And, like, I mean, you know, I, I don't really do comfort, you know? Yeah. Because when I'm like that and somebody tries to comfort me, I, I mostly want to punch them. You know? Yeah. So So I don't do it. But I do good fucking distraction.
1: You do. You do. And that's very important when there's a possibility that you could have a positive test.
0: So I was like right at the point where where I I needed to get the voiceovers from somewhere, and then I was like, well, she might like this distraction. <laughs> it's like yep. I want to do something stupid.
1: Nice, <laughs> nice. And so it feels like it was also a good deed.
0: You know? Yeah. yeah. So, so that is the, the low-budget sci-fi action film Lemon 3000, starring right. Katrina Depardieu, who is the bastard daughter of Gerard Depardieu. Yeah. Uh and will be starring soon in the upcoming series by Undead Cow Studios Serious Win.
1: Nice. Nice. Yeah, good stuff, funny. Good job.
0: That is her. Thank you. I appreciate it. It was just a I just had all this stuff laying around. Yeah, and I had a couple of stupid lines in my head yeah so that was that yay yay <laughs> good stuff good times
1: good times
0: well with uh keeping with us wanting to have a s- shorter show because those are the two big things you know this little film and and uh Brandy with an eye. So, with that, let's just get on over to Shapp. Hey, is he locked up? Yeah, you are. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you suddenly became Charlie Brown's teacher. It's getting scary. Bunny, can you hear me? You're, you're coming back. You're coming back. I could start. I could, I can see your midsummer tiara. It, it's Captain America Samar? Captain America Samar.
1: Okay, so we're back. Yes, we are back. Okay, good, good, good. So, what were you saying? The last thing that I heard.
0: Uh, was uh, the
1: two main things were Brandy
0: with an eye. Brandy with an eye in that little short movie, so let's just head on over to Shap. Okay. So we can get to our movie because we're in a rush to get to this movie, aren't we? Bunny. What's that?
1: Bunny. Yes, Bunny. Are you there? I am here. Were, okay, we were doing so good. We were doing so good. Uh, hey, if I if I bounce out for a sec and uh, put on a hotspot, will that uh, will I get
0: kicked out of the room? I don't know. <laughs> Go ahead and try it. If not, I'll just send you another invite. Okay, cool. You you wrap up Bunny Versus, and I'm gonna work on this. Okay so that is about it for this week for Bunny Versus Um, got a late start so we're just keeping things kind of on the short side this week so until next week self stick adhesive yes please alright
1: so I will be right back hopefully
0: okay Oh fuck! Of all well, we're waiting, I, I made a new technical difficulty screen for situations like this. Okay. Hi everybody. It's me. Hey, cool. The fucking Yep, Bunny? Hey, hey, hey there. Okay. Is everything good? We are good. Okay, good. Uh, so. Are we good? We're good. Start with Chap whenever you'd like. Okay, great. Buddy! Yes!
1: What are you eating? Are you eating something? What are you eating? Potato no. chips. Oh, nice. What kind of potato chips?
0: Uh, I want to know now. Store <laughs> brand Ruffles. Oh, okay. Okay.
1: I like Ruffles. Ruffles are good. Ruffles have ridges. Uh, yes. If you're like me, then you're no doubt a big fan of the podcast, the Pope Film. I mean, who is it? But only real fans, true hardcore fans that have been with us since episode one would know two things about us. Two fundamental truths Fundamental and in no way made up on the spot facts about the two of us, America's hottest will they or won't they couple, Bunny and Steve. First and foremost, the first fact, which is about you, Bunny, is the fact that you write self-help books for children. Yes. And you're very successful at it. So, Bunny, tell us, what are some of the titles of the self-help kids books
0: you've written? Uh, Daddy has two dealers. Was the biggest seller so far. Uh, of course, you can get that at any
1: Barnes and Noble.
0: Yeah, which is, Barnes and Noble, just
1: that, bunny has two deal- dealers.
0: Yeah, which is why Daddy seems to know as much about Call of Duty as he does, since he never mm-hmm. plays it at home. You know. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's a it's a rather touching story. Daddy has two dealers. Um, and then there's Sharika found a kitten, which is okay. really a story. Uh, well, basically, what she had found was a skunk oh, that she thinks yeah. is a kitten. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And yeah, it's man. really about trying to deal with who you really are. Yeah. You know, very empowering stuff as opposed stuff. to how you're perceived. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. So that's You're You're, you're such a poet, kitten. Yeah. Yeah. You're such a poet, bunny.
1: Yes. And uh, and the second thing that you would know about me is that I'm a lover of history. I love it, but I'm also a storyteller. So this is what I like to do. I like to get a story from the history books, maybe one that people don't know too well, and reworded by my own unique storytelling style. That is what this is, another educationally uneducational installment of Steve's Historic Approximations. dun, 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 dun. dun. Shap, as I like to call it repeatedly annoyingly whether anyone wants me to or not now personally I like the name Shap. it's short but it's feisty like my nine year old son it's the Maxwell of podcast segment anywho this week we will be discussing the odd connection between Ed Wood's magnum opus film Plan 9 from Outer Space and the Vice Presidency of the United States of America.
0: Okay. This is a direct line
1: between Ed Wood's Plan 9 and the Office of the Vice Presidency and I find this fascinating. You see, this podcast is run by two uh, very important people in in the world of Ed Wood. I am yes. the founder of Church of Ed Wood. A- and then uh, also uh, the most important part of the podcast, a legally canonized saint of the Church of Ed Wood. Yeah. So the both of us, you know, it, 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 uh, we know our way around the names and faces Uh, the characters, the people who appeared in Ed Wood's films. We know our Ed Wood. The Wood Spooks, as they were dubbed in author Rudolph Gray's biography of Ed Wood entitled Nightmare of of Ecstasy. The Wood Spooks was the name given for all of the people within Ed Wood's theater, uh, the Ed Wood players. The Wood Yeah, and there's a lot of uh, uh, crazy, crazy characters in there, and we know them pretty well. There's the soothing radio voice and hilarious last name of actor Dudley Manlove.
0: Yes, yes, indeed.
1: If he ever went to porn, he wouldn't have to change his name, (laughs) which is good. Speaking of what porn, exactly there's also exactly
0: is the origin of that name. That's what I think Dudley I needs to answer I for
1: think it's Scandinavian. Yeah. I think it's Scandinavian.
0: Yeah. Then there's also
1: actor Kenny Duncan, who was grossly nicknamed Horsecock. Yes. Then there's the TV hostess who not only stole James Dean's heart, but also had her entire persona stolen by someone from the 80s. Vampira, Mistress of the Night. Yes. The wood spooks were indeed an eclectic group of people, and any one of them could be the subject of their own shap. Fun fact cinematographer of choice for ed wood mr william c thompson was the cameraman not only for most of ed wood's uh, most important films but for over 60 films in his career including the mst3k women wrestling film racket girls and yeah. the notorious He was the cinematographer for the notorious 1934 Dwayne Esper film, Maniac.
0: Nice.
1: Also known as Sex Maniac. He was the cinematographer for that. That's amazing. Also, William C. Thompson was colorblind and had only one working eye. So the fact that he was... Cinematographer, like, oh, you get, you get, you get an extra helping of, of, of applesauce. There's a lot of crazy backstories. This is what I'm trying to get just at here. Just though. like
0: the Def Leppard drummer.
1: Yeah, the drummer from Def Leppard only has one arm, and uh, there's there's a lot of crazy stories behind uh, Edward's stable of players. And this week we will be indirectly focusing on one person in particular. A man named John Breckenridge, most commonly referred to as Bunny. Bunny Breckenridge had a very crazy life. He was openly gay at a time when that was pretty much unheard of. And yet... While working as a drag queen in Paris, he married the daughter of a French count, was married for over two years, and they had a daughter together.
0: Oh, nice. Okay. Very,
1: very surprising. Uh, uh, Bunny Breckenridge had a very long and crazy life, and in the movie, Edward, he, he is played Wonderfully by Bill Murray, but in the film Ed Wood, uh, Bunny Breckinridge is seen as Ed's BFF and right hand man, when in reality that wasn't the case. Uh, the reality of the story is a little bit more confusing. Bunny Breckinridge came from a very rich family, had a ton of money, but he lived a sort of vagabond life, and Bunny, who was independently wealthy, a wealthy socialite that regularly made the newspapers and was indeed a headliner in Paris in the 50s, he was living on B-movie actor Paul Marco's couch. Oh. That's just... That sounds as weird as as it is now uh, watching the movie True Romance. And seeing Brad Pitt be a stoner on the couch, yeah. You know, you see, then you go, "Oh, that's weird." And and so, yeah, Bunny Breckenridge was living on Paul Marco's couch at the time, which is weird because, again, independently wealthy, but he was just crashing on his couch. And when Ed started to work on Plan Nine, Bunny was just given a part because, hey, you're here, and and you can you want a part in my film bunny was born in paris to a wealthy family from california and fun fact not a lot of people know bunny was directly related to the youngest vice president in the history of the united states (laughs) that is fascinating to me yes absolutely fascinating. The Ed Wood Plan 9 stuff was just the intro. The real focus of this week's SHAP is uh, Bunny's great-grandfather, John Cabell Breckenridge, a lawyer, a soldier, a politician, our 14th president, so very important, a dirty freaking traitor really yeah and that's the focus of this week's shep uh the ruler of the aliens from edwards plan nine was directly related to our youngest vice president who was also a dirty traitor okay a dirty stinking american traitor so here's the story of bunny breckenridge's great grandfather Vice President John C. Breckinridge. He was one out of six kids born in 1821 to a wealthy family in Kentucky. How wealthy? They totally had a ton of slaves. Wealthy is how wealthy the Breckinridge family was. So uh six kids, five girls and one guy, and that was John Cabell Breckinridge. Super wealthy family. Uh, and the family had its roots in American history. John's mom was the granddaughter of John Witherspoon, who signed the freaking Declaration of Independence. <laughs> and John C. Breckinridge's cousin was Mary Todd really the the mary todd yeah crazy crazy powerful family his father was a slave owner and a super important lawyer so the family had a ton of money and a ton of land and a ton of slaves and that's important for later in the story so john followed in his father's footsteps and he studied law and I'm 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 trying to figure out the story of this chap and trying to see where it goes, and it led me to a very interesting place because I'm I'm, I'm learning about John C. Breckinridge, and as it turns out, he studied law at Transylvania University. Okay. And this fact was odd, and I and I'm there going wait. So he lived in Kentucky in the 1830s. Did he go to Transylvania and study vampire law? <laughs> is is this... It, it, I thought this was connected to Plan 9 from Outer Space. Now it's what we do in the shadows. Yes. Weird stuff. Weird stuff. But uh, no, apparently uh, Transylvania University is a private college in Kentucky and you wouldn't guess who who went to Transylvania University.
0: The Tiger King. Ned Beatty. Ned Beatty. Ned Beatty who is today's in today's movie. movie. Yeah. Is that?
1: What a small world. Everything is connected, but I haven't even told you the weirdest part. Ned Beatty went to Transylvania University on an acapella scholarship, <laughs> which I didn't even know was a fucking thing. You can get a, you can get an acapella scholarship. What the hell? <laughs> but yeah, uh, uh. Ned Beatty had an acapella scholarship to Transylvania University in Kentucky and only stayed there for like a year or two. And then he dropped out and decided, eh, I'm good at acapella, apparently, but I'm going to go into acting. And then he became the Ned Beatty, who was in this week's movie. So he went to the same college that John C. Breckinridge did. Isn't that weird? Transylvania <laughs> University. Crazy. Now that I think about it, I would like to see Transylvania University, the movie prequel to Hotel Transylvania. And, oh, it's a college. And look, it's all of the monsters. Oh, there's uh, the mummy and he's walking to class. And, oh, someone steps on his uh, ribbons and now, oh, he's unraveling. I can see the entire movie of Transylvania University in my head. Yes. I can see university and oh uh, the swim team of Transylvania University wants the creature from La- the Black Lagoon to join their swim team but all he wants to do is dance yes the more I think about it the more Transylvania University is a really good movie
0: whoa, whoa, what's the name of Actually. their
1: football team oh shit um,
0: the Pitchforks
1: Nice. The pitchfork, the Transylvania, the the TU pitchforks. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh I, I have the whole thing in my head. The whole thing in my head. The 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 invisible man hasn't been to any classes. Yes. Because he's invisible and get away with that. So he just never goes to class. He <laughs> hires like a ghost. He hires a ghost to just carry his books into class and everyone's like oh hi invisible man and he just never goes to class <laughs> oh i've got the whole thing i've got the whole movie okay but that's beside the point so john c Breckinridge was a lawyer he got married he had six kids of his own and then the mexican american war happened which is the new term that i've given to myself when i have the shits <laughs> I came up with this yesterday that like my stomach was hurting and I and I, and, and I, I had diarrhea and it's like oh that's the Mexican-American War. So <laughs> I'm really excited about this term. So John wanted to go and fight in the Mexican-American War. He was going to be a major or he was going to be a general or he was going to be a major general. Eventually he made the major of the 3rd Kentucky Infantry and he's like okay let's march and then like a day later the entire infantry gets hit with yellow fever and john ended up seeing no combat like at all yeah but so then so then the mexican american war ends and apparently, everyone who was in that war was just a hero. And so, John C. Breckinridge came back, and he was all heroic. Like, oh, John C. Breckinridge! He was a ma- he was the major in the Me- he was a major in the Mexican American War, weren't you, John? And he was like, yeah, basically. It's like, wow, you're a lawyer and you're a veteran. You fought in the war. Wow! And he was a, he became like a bit of a minor celebrity, so much so. That he, when he came back, he campaigned for Democratic presidential nominee James K. Polk. Okay. And a lot of people, a lot of people in Kentucky were all, huh, I wasn't going to vote for that James K. Polk, but look, it's John C. Breckinridge, and he's campaigning for James K. Polk. Wow, I love that John C. Breckinridge. I guess I'll vote for James K. Polk. And so he, so, uh, uh, John C. Breckinridge was all like, "Hey, people are listening to me. I'm campaigning. This is exciting. Maybe, uh, maybe politics is for me." So he gets elected to the Kentucky House of Representatives. It was the first time ever that Fayette County elected a Democrat. Then, in 1851, he was elected to the U.S. House of Representatives. So now he's Congressman Breckinridge. Thank you very much. Then in 1856, at the Democratic National Convention, James Buchanan uh, seals the deal to be the, the Democratic nominee for president. And for vice president, there's 11 different candidates and they're really having a hard time trying to pick which candidate they're going to be. And then as they're trying to figure out who should be vice president, a number of the candidates drop out. And one of the people who did drop out was our boy, John C. Breckenridge. He's like, you know what? I like being in politics. I like being a Congressman. Maybe I can be a Senator one day, but vice president, that's not for me. I'm out. And so he put his name out of the running. Uh, but he still won. Yeah. Even though he even though he said no to the vice presidency, he still won most of the votes. And, and he's all like, uh, thanks for the nomination, but I said no. I don't yeah. want to be vice president. And the convention was all, no one can refuse when the nation calls for help. So he's all like, fuck, I guess I'm going to be vice president now. So, so it was uh, James Buchanan as President Buchanan and his vice president, John C. Breckinridge, who was only 39 years old when he became vice president. We had a 30-year-old vice president. I did not know that. Uh, hold on a second, Bunny. Okay. Okay. Hello, honey? Uh, No, I'm in the the middle of Steve's historic approximations. Yes, you are historic. Okay. Okay. Love you too. Bye. That was a wrong number, guys. Yeah. Just tell everybody that I love them So so John C. Breckenridge Became vice president He was our youngest ever vice president We had a vice president who was in, the 30, in his 30s And that's very surprising Because so many uh, Of our major Elected officials are all just freaking old But uh, You might not know the name of Vice President Breckenridge Because he was vice president under James Buchanan who was a lame duck President not once in his one term did he ever mention slavery Yeah, and and like slavery was the issue at the time because this was right before the Civil War and everyone's like should we have slaves should we not have slaves let's fight about that and James Buchanan is or we could talk about flowers instead because like he just didn't want to mention it he's like if I don't mention it then it didn't happen he basically took the same President James Buchanan took the same approach to slavery that Vince McMahon is taking with the coronavirus. Yeah. So he never mentioned slavery. Slavery, what's that? And when the southern states were all, we might secede and form our own nation, Buchanan eventually basically just said, look, you gotta do what you gotta do. (laughs) If you're gonna do it, whatever. Whatever. So Buchanan didn't start the Civil War, but he sure as shit didn't do anything to stop it. Yeah, and and Buchanan sucked so bad as president that boom, up next Abraham Lincoln. So so basically, uh, uh, Buchanan was just Lincoln's opening act. Yes. Yeah. Anywho, Vice President Breckinridge was, a, was a, he, he, he stopped being the vice president. He was then elected as a U.S. Senator following his uneventful vice president run. By the time our boy became a senator, seven states had already seceded. For his part, John C. Breckinridge did at the time urge for peace, and his state, Kentucky, remained uh, neutral. But eventually, uh, the Confederate forces invaded Kentucky, and so, of course, the uh, Union forces also invaded Kentucky, and so both the North and the South are fighting in Kentucky, and the Confederates started beating the Union, and they started arresting every pro-Union politician they could get their hands on. Hey you're a democrat you are against slavery Well, the confederates are here now and we're arresting you and so the confederates are arresting all these pro-union uh politicians so in a bold move john c breckinridge was all you know what uh i know i'm a senator for the united states but fuck it my dad owns slaves i own slaves fuck it I'm defecting.
2: I'm a fucking
1: confederate
2: now.
0: Okay.
1: And he ran off to join the confederate army. The United States government expelled him from the senate and he was made a major general for the confederacy and fought in a number of battles that all sound fake including the battle of Jackson. The battle of Chickamauga the Battle of Bull's Gap and the Battle of Cool Spring. I didn't even make any of those up. Uh, whatever. Eventually, Jefferson Davis made our boy, John C. Breckinridge, the Secretary of War for the entire Confederacy. And the only thing that he did good was he saw the writing on the wall, he saw the Confederates were going to lose, and he said, And people are like, oh, shit, we're going to lose and the North is going to take over. Let's start burning everything. And as Secretary of War, John C. Breckinridge said, no, you're not you're not getting rid of any of these documents. This is an historic moment in America. And I'm going to make sure that all of the papers and all of the writings and all of the plans For the confederate side remain intact it's the one good thing he did as a confederate um then the civil war ended in 1865 and john c breckinridge was arrested and served his time like a hero just kidding he fled to england okay uh and here's 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 a, a funny part that i found in the story He fled to England, but his wife and kids fled to Canada. How much you want to bet that John C. Breckinridge was all, we must flee, the war is ending, and the Union is arresting all of us Confederates. We need to flee the country, dear wife. But where shall we go? Let me tell you my plan. You take the kids and go up north to Canada country. You will be safe there. You will be joining us, right, husband? No, I cannot do that. For if I am with you, then they will arrest you as well as me. No, I will distract them by heading to England. There I will hide from the Union soldiers. And while they look for me, you will be clear to make your escape to the north go honey go before i change my mind oh darling husband you are so brave yes i know now go before i change my mind and remember i love you honey is she gone fuck yeah what's up (laughs) need some absinthe and some fucking bitches How much you want to bet that's what happened he stayed in england for like a year and then eventually he's like okay i'm pretty hungover i'm gonna go with to my wife and kids so he he he, you know jumped the ocean from great britain over to canada to be with his wife and kids but he stayed away from america he he lived away from the united states for over three years fearing his arrest and then President Andrew Johnson offered amnesty to all former Confederates in 1868, and John C. Breckinridge returned to America. And some people said, hey, John C. Breckinridge, we remember you. You were in the Mexican-American War. You were in the Confederacy. And uh, I I know the Confederacy is unpopular right now, but this is Kentucky. And and you're still famous, and you should run for office again. Do you want to run for office again? And John C. Breckinridge was basically, no, I think now I'm just going to uh, focus primarily on my war wounds, which are killing me that will really be my focus i love to work on politics but also i was in like 80 civil war battles and most of me is broken (laughs) so so in 1875 he died and his final words on his deathbed were america sees me as nigh but a cowardly traitor tarnishing the breckenridge name But my darling wife, my only hope is that one day a distant relative of mine will star as an alien in a B-movie and his amazing performance will once again bring honor and glory to the Beckenridge name. Well, mission accomplished, you traitor! Because the youngest vice president in American history who also... Uh, became traitorous scum and worked for the confederate army was the great grandfather of the gay drag queen who starred in plan nine from outer space got some fascinating shit right there yes
0: Yes, it is
1: And, and i know i say this every week but i just want to say it again i am surprised that more people don't know this story no it is amazing that people don't know the story of John C. Breckinridge, and that he's related to Bonnie. <laughs> that is, not, it, it, I, I am blown away by this by this story. I absolutely love it. Anyway, that's it for Steve's Historic Approximations this week. Next week, join us for more educationally uneducational fun with Steve's Historic
0: Approximations. Yes. <laughs> yes
1: we still have a movie to discuss but before we get to that before we get to the movie and I'm going to get very passionate about this week's movie (sighs) okay before we get to that maybe we should take a break should we take a break we should take a break okay we will be right back with more of the Pope on Film after this
0: You didn't do the doo doo do do doo part. Oh, I totally
3: forgot that, and that one was all... doo doo doo
0: doo 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 Where's my puppet? It's like a fucking Teamster. Every time you turn around, he's off on a coffee break. We got a building to put up here.
3: What would you
2: do if I sang out of tune? Would you stand up and walk out on me? Let me your oh, ears, and I'll sing you a song.
3: I will try not to sing out of key. Yeah. Oh, baby, how.
1: On the afternoon of March 10th, 2016, an undetermined number of people, oftentimes fluctuating between 2 and 4.5 individuals, were recording a podcast on the internet. Three of them were never seen again. The next morning, the one survivor, Bunny Williams, was picked up on a roadside, blood-caked and screaming church organist. Bunny said he had the number one podcast in hell. The man babbled a mad tale. A vaguely Mexican family in the isolated state of Oklahoma. A film podcast that's only indirectly about films. A filthy podcast that somehow prominently featured young children. Then Bunny fell into Catatonia. Colorado lawmen mounted a five-minute manhunt but could not locate the macabre podcast. No facts. No information no itunes account officially on the records the pope on film never existed but over the years reports of a bizarre grisly podcast have persisted all across the internet the pope on film has not stopped it haunts your facebook feed it frightens twitter it vaguely jump scares stitcher the pope on film seems to have no end i like these Posts in the rants and raves section of the Oklahoma City Craigslist page because it—I I guess it's just justifying my beliefs. People are horrible. The headline is USA and Mexico. Uh, all right, I keep a
2: positive attitude towards this. I was visiting with a blood relative who was married to a Mexican. And the relative brought up Trump and the wall. The relative was irritated that Trump thinks Mexico will pay for the wall. Being a nice relative, I just listened and was told Mexico hates Trump. I feel as if I have stumbled onto something. Go Trump Go, baby, build that beautiful wall.
1: I'm so happy to be a brown-skinned individual. The Bible Belt. Gee, I feel so uh, welcomed and invited. Just feel so warm. People are treating me so nice here. Like, man, they make sure to put their sights on me first. Like, I have red dots all around me from their sniper rifles. Yay! I'm gonna get me a pickup truck and a dog and a shotgun. Start saying, y'all. Are you a soulless monster stitched together with the bodies of the dead? Were you brought to life by a, a hideous experiment that was meant to usurp God's authority? Are you damned to roam the earth a soulless monster without a soul? Well then, simply try Chia Soul. Ch-ch-ch-chia. Chia soul. Chia. Simply spread the seeds, water them, and in a few weeks you'll have your very own soul. Chia soul. The maker of chia cubes. Uh, we will be right back with more. I think. I mean, we. I mean, we will, right? I mean, we are going to be back. Are we? Somebody? Are we going to be back? This isn't like. Have we been canceled? Is this it? Is this the end? Are we all gonna die? No, you know what? You know what? Eh, 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 we'll be back. We'll be back. Just just trust me. We'll be we'll we'll be fine. We'll be back.
3: In the good old days, this doesn't happen because
2: they used to treat them very, very rough. And when they protested once, you know, they would not do it again so easily. Are you from Mexico? Are you from Mexico? Huh?
0: Say the secret void, and you get to come back next week.
3: anything
2: he happens to be the best damn candidate out of 600 volunteers a secret experiment gave one man the strength of a hundred for the rest of the world he's just codenamed captain america and the power to save millions the Jerrys have an experimental rocket ready to fire at a target somewhere in the united states only he could defeat a superhuman madman they got a fellow called the red skull heading up their outfit Saving the world left him trapped in an icy grave until fate released him to finish a battle started decades ago. Yeah, he's still alive. We don't know where he is or who he is. Now this evil genius is on the verge of global domination. And only Captain America can stop him. Beatty, Darren McGavin, Michael Nuri, Melinda Dillon, Kim Gillingham, Scott Paulin as the Red Skull, and Matt Salinger as the Marvel Comics hero, Captain America.
0: And we're back with more of the Pope on Film. Bunny! Act three, Bunny! Act three! Act three!
1: Yes, Bunny, my friend. It is time once again for all of us here at the Pope on Film Podcast to casually stroll on into the third and final act of the podcast... And for the uninitiated out there, the third and final act is wherein we finally and eventually get around to discussing our all-natural, no additives or preservatives, 100% fruit, gluten-free, fruit, non-GMO, and certified kosher movie of the week! And this week, we kick off a month-long look at the forgotten corners of the Marvel Cinematic Universe with a look at the 1990 film Captain America!
0: Captain America.
1: Uh, I, 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 I'm very passionate about this week's film. I didn't intend to be very passionate about this week's film, but I am. Before I before, because I'm, I'm, I'm going to get very angry very quickly, but before I do that, Bonnie, just preliminary thoughts. Preliminary thoughts from you about this film. What are your thoughts about this film?
0: <sighs> it, it is a soap opera. It okay. is a soap opera. Everything they do is so earnest and so overly dramatic. Yeah. This movie tried, you know, and it looks like they had some money to spend. The three three million. Yeah. Yeah. And and like which at like, the time was Like, some scenes got all the budget, and other scenes got none of the budget. Yeah. Which was weird, because just the quality of the movie kept changing.
1: Yes, agreed. Sometimes it looks really cheesy, and then sometimes, like, when Captain America first meets... The Red Skull, it's like in this massive hangar and these giant Nazi flags. And it's like, hey, this looks all right. You know, this looks
0: fairly decent. Yeah. But now the Red Skull. (sighs) Clearly, this is not the Red Skull. Okay. It's
1: absolutely the Red Skull, because this guy says the, the Red Skull's classic trademark line. Mamma mia! That's a spicy meatball!
0: But oh, I shit. really gotta give props to the guy who played the Red Skull. I mean, he did a great job, I thought, with the shit he had to work with. Yes. He did. He did.
1: Uh, so there's there's a part in the film that I became obsessed with uh, over the last two days. There's a scene when Captain America sees the Red Skull for the first time, right? And the Red Skull turns around and does that reveal, and his face just looks... It, 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 the Red Skull's face, when it's all red, looks like one of the masks from Halloween 3. Yes. It looks like the only way the only the easier way to defeat the Red Skull would have been just to start singing Happy Happy Halloween Silver Shamrock. And then his face would have, I don't know, turned into bugs or whatever. Halloween 3 was weird. But um, so then Captain America throws his shield at the red skull. And the red skull catches the shield. But then, if you really pay attention, he says ow in the weirdest way. Like yeah. he's a drag queen. Yeah. He, 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 he the Red Skull catches the shield and then he goes Ow <laughs> and, and so and so I I I I, I edited the entire film just to that tiny little part so i could listen to that ow over and over again and i'm like honey you should watch this week's movie and she's like i'm not going to watch it i'm never going to watch these movies these movies are crap and i'm like okay but watch this one scene and she just lost it over the ow <laughs> I got it here on my phone i don't know if you'll be able to hear it but i'm going to put it up as loud as possible so this is right when captain america throws the shield okay Okay. You can just barely hear the ow. Oh. <laughs> like, like suddenly he's a sassy boy. Yeah. I like the sassy red skull. <laughs> oh. Hello, my brother. Yeah. The, the, the red skull in this is uh, a wild and crazy guy.
0: So they just grab some Italian boy. That's yeah. it.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Like I But at times
0: at times this is a decent movie. Well, one you moment know? I was I was helping my mother in the kitchen, next moment I was the red skull. <laughs> shit happens (laughs) yeah okay okay well
1: okay let's do this I am going to be coming to the defense of this film
0: okay um
1: this I didn't mean to come to the defense of this film this film is universally reviled People hate this film. It has a thirteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes and a three out of ten on IMDb. In so so so, uh, um, let me let me tell you how I I I became a champion of the nineteen ninety Captain America movie. Okay, so it's earlier in the week, and I'm like, I've seen this movie before, but I I, I still need to watch it and really just. Just really study it. You know, I'm going to watch it a couple of times this week. So let me uh, let me uh, pull up the movie. I have it here on my computer. Let me pull it up. So I go to pull up the film on my computer and I can't find it anywhere it's not in my movies folder it's not in my bad movies folder it's not in my marvel folder it's not in my non-marvel marvel folder i can't find captain america anywhere and i'm like where where did i put this movie and so then I just start and I know I have it cuz I sent it to you, so I know it's somewhere on the computer. So I'm checking every folder of different movies. It's not in Back to the Future. It's not in Bob's Burgers. It's not in Close Enough. It's not in Star Trek. Eventually I find it in my folder uh labeled IMDB Bottom 100. Okay. Okay and so i've been trying to collect to download as many of the worst films of all time as i can so i've got this one folder of really horrible shitty movies on my computer and here it is three ninjas high noon at mega mountain battlefield earth uh Cats, Dragon Ball Evolution, Hercules in New York, From Justin to Kelly, Jaws the Revenge, the 2002 Rollerball, Super Babies, Baby Geniuses 2, Superman 4, The Quest for Peace, The Room, uh, Troll 2, and right there in the middle of all of that is Captain America. And I'm like, oh, I mean, I know people hate this film, but it can't be one of the IMDB bottom 100. I mean, I know the film is bad but it's not it, most of the movies on that you consider the worst film of all time have bad editing and bad sound and bad acting and all of that and like the movie isn't that bad so 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 then I start thinking okay well if Captain America is on the IMD bottom 100 maybe it's at number 90 maybe it's number 87 but you know it's not gonna be that far down into the list. So I looked it up. Um, I would like to take this time to say that there are absolutely no Ed Wood movies on the IMDb list of the worst 100 movies of all time, but I digress. Yes. The 1990 Captain America movie is at number 67 on the IMDb list of the 100 worst movies of all time. And I go, okay, 67. Maybe I can deal with that. But here's what got me, bunny. Do you know what was at number 68 behind this
0: movie? Uh, The Fantastic Four movie.
1: So, 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 so Captain America is at number 67. So this movie is at number 68, which would mean That the movie I'm about to say is not as bad as Captain America. That Captain America is a worse movie than this film. What was behind Captain America at number 68 was the fucking room. (laughs) The room. I, I am so upset about this. You mean to tell me? You mean to tell me that Tommy Wiseau's *The Room* is not as bad as *Captain America*? That's what you're trying to tell me right now.
3: <laughs>
1: Are you kidding me? I am. I am so. I am so upset about this. I am so upset about this. Is this movie bad? It's not perfect, but it's better than the goddamn *Room*.
0: Yeah, no. No. They tried with this movie. They did. They they really tried with this film. I, I
1: it feels like a like a bizarre mirror version of Chris Evans in Captain in the movie Captain America. It's you know like it hits so much of the exact same notes but just in a very different and cheaper way. Yeah. And, and 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 suddenly I found myself being a champion of this film because I I was I was ready to like oh man we're doing Captain America I can't wait to take this film down but to say this is worse than the room I mean come the fuck on
0: no no
1: you mean tell me that Ned Beatty and uh, the 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 bad guy. From RoboCop, that all of that—you mean to tell me that all of that is at worse than I did not hit her? It's not true. Oh. That is ridiculous. That is ridiculous and upsetting, and it upsets me, Bunny. No, no. First off, crazy. this was
0: this was an actual movie. Yeah, it was an actual movie. That didn't reach the heights it should have. Yeah. It is I mean, a I don't mean to subpar to- movie, but it's not like really a bad movie. Yeah.
1: I don't mean to champion this film. I don't mean to, like, come to the defense of Captain America's swinging Italian vacation because the movie does have its faults. Um, I'm so upset that, like, you just had the exact same person be Steve Rogers before and after the Super Soldier serum. Like, this person is supposed to have polio. You And I know you don't have CGI, but... He's a six foot five hunk before he gets the serum. Yeah. Uh There is no discernible difference between him before and after. And in the movies, they're like, oh, yes, we got this cripple. Like, what are you talking about? He's a handsome, like, seven foot tall hunk. He had a limp. Yeah. He had a fucking limp. Yeah. There was nothing wrong with him. Polio my ass. That upset me. He was already a big, tall, handsome buff man before the experiment. Like, it, you, you say he has polio, but you don't bother to show it. Uh, plus, the, plus, the first six minutes of the film are like, yes, our bad guy. Let's make him look good. Yeah. And so the first six minutes of the film are dedicated to making the bad guy look sympathetic. Plus, it's all in Italian. It's the Star Wars holiday special all over again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's so funny because... Every single solitary time in whatever decade that I have ever seen this film, I always do the same thing. I go, I can't wait to watch this. Okay, let's click this. Okay, let's watch this film. And then like a minute later, is this in a different language? Did I get the wrong one? Maybe maybe I got the wrong one and then six minutes later, oh shit, that's what I did eight years ago when I saw this the last time. Yeah. Where to God, when I probably first rented this film, like, ooh, did I rent the wrong film? Maybe I should bring it back to Blockbuster. You know, that it's this is just something that I've been doing since high school. It's the Wookiees all over again. So this isn't a perfect film, but to suggest that this is worse than Tommy freaking with so, that's just blasphemy to me.
0: Yeah. That
1: that it, it enrages me. I mean this film is bad, but it's not worse than Troll 2.
0: No. I
1: I am so upset. And also, I know he's the president, but don't trust Ronnie Cox. He <laughs> tried to kill cop for shit's sake.
0: Yeah. And don't trust Schwarzenegger.
1: Yeah. Damn. Uh-huh. Don't trust. And the weird thing is, is that so much of this film is the exact same film as Captain America. The only major difference is that I guarantee you some guy in a studio said. Now, the problem that I have is uh, the Red Sculpt being a Nazi. Canada's a big market for us. What if we change his race? Mm mm-hmm. And so they make him like a, like a fascist Italian, and uh, it, 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 that's upsetting because he needs to be a Nazi, and he was a Nazi. He was an Italian Nazi, but, but it, that seems cheap. But the main change I see is all of that shit with the president and his but, best
0: friend. The thing is, I, I see the point that you're trying to make, okay? And and basically it's that an Italian Nazi is kind of like a Gobot Nazi. Yes.
1: Yes. You're a German Nazi, okay, you're
0: a Transformer.
1: You're an Italian Nazi, okay, you're a Gobot. I get right. that. I absolutely get that. Yeah. It's Dr. Pepper and Dr. Thunder. Yes. Yeah, it, I, the one, the only the, the one thing that I really dislike about this film is uh, the president and his best friend. Yeah, they're the best actors in the film. I just hate their whole storyline. just massively. You mean to tell me this little kid who saw Captain America as a like bad special effect grew up to be the president, and, and, and
0: uh, uh,
1: I have a hard time with that.
0: And and you make the kid look smart by sticking a pencil through his glasses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've never seen that. <laughs> yeah,
1: everybody knows that. So so the plan was. To make the film to coincide with the 50th anniversary of Captain America, which was supposed to happen in 1990, the rights were purchased by Golan and Globus of Canon Pictures. And I I originally thought that this was a Canon Pictures picture, but no, apparently in 1989, Golan left Canon Pictures and took with him the rights to Captain America. So, this movie was made with Golan, not Globus. Yeah. So, just Golan went and made this with 21st Century Film Corporation, which wanted to be this big time major film studio, but all they could do was release cheap films like Captain America, and fun fact, also another film you may have heard of, fucking Eraserhead. (laughs) Uh And a bunch of other films I've never fucking heard of, but those are the two main ones. So uh, there were a lot of reshoots in this, and uh, so you know how uh, Stan Lee is a notorious fucking liar? Yeah. So so they did a a ridiculous amount of reshoots, for this movie and they said hey stan lee what's with all the reshoots and this was stan lee's story well when we showed it to test audiences they were jumping up and screaming more more so are we doing reshoots yes but only to give the audience more of what they want stan lee was a great bullshitter (laughs) yeah you know, he, he framed his entire success story as a comic book. So when, when you asked Stan Lee, so tell us about the, when you created Spider-Man. Oh, it was amazing. I came into the studio and it's like, okay, you're just talking out of your ass. But but that sounds like a trademark Stan Lee uh, lie. This was intended to have like a big release in america and all over the world and they ended up releasing it all over the world but not in america but but in foreign markets this movie did come out in the philippines the instead of calling it captain america because they felt that uh, no one would want to go see a captain america movie in the philippines so in the philippines they called this film blood match Blood match
3: yeah, they wow. call this blood
1: match, and and here's the weirdest part: it was on a double feature with Bon Voyage, Charlie Brown. <laughs> what the fuck are kids in the Philippines do? Oh, let's go to the movie theater. Bon Voyage, Charlie Brown, with blood match. Yeah. I'd like to see the Philippines do that with other films, and it's like, hey, uh, I I wish the Avengers movie would come out in America, but instead, there's this film, uh, uh, Attack of the Snakes, (laughs) that they just keep giving them different different names. but this film did go direct to VHS in Spain Spain was like no we can tell this isn't a good movie you you, you can take that away so it was direct to VHS in Spain too and so they said like okay 1990 Captain America the movie in theaters and then Captain America the movie in theaters 1991 and then in 1992 here, let's just release this direct-to-VHS. You can rent it or not. Also, it'll be on Superstation TBS on Sunday at 1 (laughs) p.m. And that's where I saw this movie. So I was in high school when this came out in America, and just one day, it's like, uh, coming up next on the USA Network, it's Women's Tennis, followed by... Captain America. And it's like, what the fuck is this? I don't remember this movie. Did this movie come out? Ned Beatty's in it. Okay. So, like, it's it's an alright film. They tried. They didn't have a budget. It was They didn't have CGI. It was fucking 1990. And comic book movies weren't really a thing. So, it, you know, like, like, Batman was a huge massive success and a lot of studios said let's do that but cheap yeah and that's Captain America it's an alright film but, but but it isn't the room no this deeply upsets me This is a good movie. It's not the best, but God damn it. It's not the room. And also we said this earlier in the podcast, but Ned Beatty went to Transylvania University, which is in Kentucky and not Transylvania. That's a fun fact for you. Funny. Um... A lot of stars were considered to star in the 1990 Captain America movie. I have a small list here, and I'm going to mention some names, and you tell me what you think, okay? These are actual names of people who were considered to star in this Captain America movie. Are you ready? Okay. Okay. Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, too big. And also... Arnold Schwarzenegger has been in our country since the 60s but he still sounds like he just came off the freaking boat yeah like you can't you like you can't do hello I am Steve Rogers I am all-American boy yeah. <laughs> like like so that that wouldn't entirely work but uh, so Arnold Schwarzenegger Dolph Lundgren.
0: Dolph Lundgren. Yeah. Uh, can, can we get somebody without an accent?
1: Well, here's the weird part. He said no to Captain America so he could do Punisher. <laughs> so that's weird. Yeah. I don't know, like that Punisher movie that Dolph Lundgren Punisher movie it's not, it's also like it's fine it's not yeah. the worst I think the last Punisher movie was the worst but they, Dolph Lundgren's Punisher they don't put the thing on his chest but like okay, it, again it hits the right marks, like it, it's fine I think he would have but, been it, had,
0: all right. but oh. it had Alan Rickman who would only speak in rhyme. Yeah, That's worth the fucking price of admission right there.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Okay, so Dolph Lundgren, Val Kilmer. I I could kind of go for him. I think Val Kilmer, young Val Kilmer, not like Chunky Val Kilmer. No. Not a, a, a hungry man Chunky Soup. Val Kilmer, but young Svelte Val Kilmer, he said no to this film because he wanted to do the doors instead. Good choice. Oh, so I yeah, yeah I'd, yeah, I'd much rather
3: have,
1: Yeah, Val Kilmer was not a bad Batman. He did a fine job. I feel like his Batman is forgotten. He did all right. <laughs> he did better than he did better than George Clooney. <laughs> And then here's the last name that they considered for the part of Captain America which is someone that I painfully remember. Brian Bosworth aka
0: The Boss, Yes.
1: considered to be Captain America. Now I don't know sports but I remember that name because he was everywhere. He had like deodorant commercials. He had a movie that he starred yeah. in. Stone Cold, he, and, yeah, Stone Cold, and he hosted SNL. Like they were trying to make him the big thing. He was Dennis Rodman before Dennis
0: Rodman. Yeah, you know they tried he, to make he, him. Joe Namath great. after Joe Namath.
1: Yeah, yeah, They yeah, he was the Joe Namath of his time, and he they were shoving him everywhere. So, so like he can't act, but. Brian Bosworth can't act as Steve Rogers, but to be fair, I don't think the son of J.D. Salinger can do that good of a job either. Yeah. So, I don't think it would have been better or worse under Brian Bosworth, but those were the, those were the four main names that they were considering. Uh, and a, may I take some time, Bunny? May I take some time to... Uh, to do a tribute to the name that I found in the credits. Okay. I sent that to you this morning, and I was really proud of my find. But there's a young, there's an actor, there's an there's a handsome actor who plays a guard in the beginning of the film when they're giving him a uh, by Jaden when they're giving him his super soldier serum, there was a guard and he looked familiar. And I'm like, this guy looks familiar. I'm showing the camera right now, but the guy looked really familiar. And I said, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm going to find this person on IMDb, track him down, find out who he is. Cause I know him from somewhere. He seems like a character actor who I would know. And uh, sure enough, I was blown away to learn that that was a uh, Bill Mummy, uh huh, AKA Young Will Robinson from the original freaking Lost in Space. So then I went down this whole rabbit hole of Bill M- Mummy, and I'm like, oh, so he was a child actor. That must have been uh, hard front. <laughs> For him, you know, because those child actors always get screwed. But he had a massive TV career before and after Lost in Space. He was in yeah. three episodes of the original Twilight Zone.
0: Uh huh.
1: And then he was uh, Richard Kimball's nephew. <laughs> he was in a ton of episodes of uh, The Fugitive. And then, and then in the eighties. He was one of the barns in Barns and Barns. He recorded fish heads. <laughs> really? At some point in time, I must have known this, but I was blown away at the idea that young Will Robinson, danger, 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 Will Robinson, that, that little shit-faced kid went on to do fish heads. Yeah, yeah. That alone, like, checks off a few boxes for me. But then he's also a celebrated voice actor who has appeared in Animaniacs, Ren and Stimpy, Scooby-Doo, Transformers, and did a bunch of voiceover work for the American releases of Toho's Ultraman series. Nice. Plus, he was in all five seasons of Babylon 5. Yeah. Yeah. It's so like fucking good for you, dude. Good for you. That's impressive. Look at your massive career. That's a good for you. Uh, applause for Bill. Mummy, Will Robinson, when you hear about these young actors, like, oh, the beaver from Leave it to Beaver, you know he didn't have a career because he was typecast and you just got screwed. So the idea that the little kid from Lost in Space could have this massive, insane career, uh, like, good for you, because child actors don't get that long of a career. Yeah, You know? at all. This is very rare for you to have had such a successful life in acting and music, and he composed all of the music for this TV show, and he won these awards. He released a number of solo albums, not including all the stuff he did with Barnes & Barnes, and so many uh, uh, TV shows, and he's still doing voiceover work. He's one of the characters in the Nickelodeon show The Proud House? The Loud House. The Loud House on Nickelodeon. That's like a big Nickelodeon show right now. Like, good for you. You have had an insane career. Without a major scandal. Yeah. yeah. The only major scandal is the trash bags you wore when you sang Fish Heads. Like, damn, good for you, bro.
0: Good for you. you. You've had a successful career. Like other child stars who rob liquor stores and Yeah. You know, your usual trajectory.
1: The best thing I can say about Bill Mummy is that he was a child actor who didn't ever have to go on a Dr. Drew reality show. Yes. Because most child actors, sadly, have been on a Dr. Drew reality show. But no, Bill Mummy, good for you. You sang Fish Heads. Huge. Huge deal for me,
0: you know. He's he's basically uh, he's on my Facebook, he's a Facebook friend, or I'm following him, or whatever. Yeah, and, and he he's just an aging hippie. He's cool, he's just a cool guy. That's awesome. That
1: is awesome. Oh, yeah. Bill Mummy. I, I I thought he was a completely different person. I thought he was this character actor. He, he looked a lot like some like character actor who I've seen in a bunch of things, but it wasn't him. But I went on this massive Bill Mummy Lost in Space rabbit hole.
0: He'll feel know? like he'll feel like playing his guitar and he'll just start streaming it.
1: That's so cool. I love people yeah. like that. Yeah, I love people like that. Anyway, that's all I've got on this week's movie. It's it's good, I, but it's I, it's...
0: I have an room. unsung hero that I really feel I need to call out because okay. he's been completely missed in, in this entire episode, and I'm afraid if we missed him, the world missed him. And that is the, the opening dad scene... From the
1: Christmas
0: No, the the opening scene of the movie, where the Nazis come storming in, Yes, the one short Nazi with the mustache. Yes, yes. He became my hero, because as soon as I saw him, during this very important opening scene of the movie, yes. I could not help but have my mind flash to blazing saddles and Madeline nice. Khan's I'm tired song Ooh, very nice yeah so yeah. the whole time I was watching them and him in particular in my mind it was playing Dan to Dan to Dan Dan she's tired shes tired <laughs> <laughs> I love
1: that movie. It's on Roku channel.
0: It's on Roku channel. Blazing Saddles. Cool. 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 So, so he, I feel he is the unsung hero of the movie of of that particular scene. Yeah. For just turning the serious scene. Where they're kidnapping a little Italian boy for scientific experimentation into a much much funnier scene.
1: Yes, yes, that's good. I'll have to I'll have to keep an eye out for the short Nazi. And also, let's not forget my favorite Nazi. line of the film:
0: "The littlest, the littlest Nazi, Nazi is how I like to the think littlest of." Nazi.
1: There's one weatherman in town and he only does the weather on the weekends and he's the short guy. And I'm like, aw it's Billy, the littlest weatherman. One day he'll grow up and do the big time weather on the weekdays. But until then, he's just going to try his best. He's the littlest weatherman. Oh yeah, he's the littlest Nazi. He hopes to one day be a big Nazi and kill the most Jews. Yeah. He was in
0: charge of killing uh well Yeah. Yeah. He's in charge of killing the squirrels. He he's hoping to one day to dominate his wife. <laughs>
3: Like, and let's he'll, he'll work for- up to
0: Poland from there. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. And let's not forget the best line in the entire film. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. Cause Captain America's a sassy boy. Oh.
0: Hey, brother. We we also learned not to trust Captain America when he says he's feeling sick. Absolutely.
1: Pick a different bit, Uh Captain America. Jeez, talk about getting one bit and writing it to the ground.
0: How about just using your force of your command to just tell them what you need them to do instead of some stupid trick and then stealing their cars. Yeah, it's like this. Captain America
1: doesn't know that he's Captain America. Yeah,
0: is what. And, and I, I had kind of a question because Red Skull's daughter was was a rather attractive young lady. Red Skullina. Yes. Red Skullina. Yes. And and I wondered, would you date? Red Skull's daughter. I mean, because sooner or later, sooner or later, you're going to be stuck sitting there making awkward small talk with Red Skull. You know, it's inevitable. You know, she's not quite ready. She can't decide what shoes to fucking wear. You know, and, and you're trying to. Kick up a conversation with Red Skull that doesn't end in your death. Yeah, that's gotta be uncomfortable. Yeah. That's gotta be
1: real uncomfortable.
0: I, I mean what cat. do you say? Like like um Do you like Marmaduke? No. Only <laughs> <goodness. laughs>
1: We are a Heathcliff family. <laughs> a Heathcliff. We kill you now, and he pulls out one of those like German <laughs> skinny guns. Yeah, you know the trademark
0: German skinny gun. Yeah. <laughs> pew pew! No, 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 no! I I hate Marmaduke. I just wanted to make sure that you hated Marmaduke too. I i, I, I totally Heathcliff. Totally Heathcliff.
1: Damn! I only had three fourths of one bullet in here. <laughs> yeah, so the Italian, so the Italian Red Skull, like, Oh, mamma mia, we must yeah. America! Yeah. <laughs> so that was fun. That was fun. Captain America swinging Italian adventure. Watch Captain America punch Italians with someone we decided. Thirty minutes before the end of the film will be the love interest. Yeah. The yeah, the red skulls just on a on a little uh, on a little scooter. Chow. You know,
0: and, and, and we can kind of we'll infer that we could kind of infer that Red Skull, uh, even though he did not go through with it. He considered saving Princess Peach. Yeah.
1: And then and then Captain America has a child and then the Red Skull has a child in this film, so it's like who who had red sex?
0: Yeah.
1: Who 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 did that? Yeah. You know? I'd like to Bride of Red Skull. Yeah. That is shocking that someone said, yes, please, to all of that.
0: So you think, you think Red Skull comes home, comes through the door by the staircase, honey, I'm home. And then he walks over to the little mini bar, makes himself a martini comes pops on the news sits in his easy chair and opens up a paper is that is this really what we're thinking Red Skull's life is
1: yeah I would I would like to see like a, like a, like a, the Red Skull could have starred in "Hail, Honey I'm Home yes which is something I haven't thought about in a long time now that's a name I've not heard in a long time. A long time. Yeah. Like 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 the Red Skull sitcom. Yes. Morning, Reddy Dear That's that's what the wife would call him. Yeah. Oh Reddy. Come here, Reddy. But but in the boardroom he's Redford Skull.
0: Redford Skull. Yes, that's what his
1: business cards say. Oh, that's good. That's good. Redford Skull, attorney at law. Like he had a he had like a sitcom phase where he was just, you know, I'd like to see the Red Skull Wanda Vision it up. Yeah. Yeah. So that's all I've gotten for this week's movie. It's it's fine, but. It's
0: better than Tommy So. They should make that the tagline. Yeah, that should have been on the poster. Everyone was like, Who's that? Yeah, look. It's better than the room. It's better than the room.
1: Like, what the hell IMDB? I'm very upset about this. Anyway, so that's it for this week. Next week we will be beginning a momentous a momentous feat of watching all of the Spider-Man trilogy. But not Tobey Maguire. No. The Spider-Man TV show, they repackaged and released as movies in foreign countries. There were three movies, and unfortunately, we're watching all of them. Starting with The Amazing Spider-Man from 1977. All three movies are free on YouTube, and I just sent you the link for the first one. It's just the pilot, because back in the 70s, they'd go, hey, here's a pilot. We'll release it for TV. If the show is a big hit on television, then we'll make it as a TV show. If not, then enjoy our Sunday Movie of the Week.
0: Yes. Uh
1: Stop so we will be watching a 42 year old teenager peter parker yes uh uh-huh. who was also in a quentin tarantino movie and i love that
0: was he I, in a quentin tarantino movie Yes, because
1: the Spider-Man, the Peter Parker from the Spider-Man TV show of the 70s, was the director of Lancer in Once Upon a Time dot 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 in Hollywood. Okay. He wanted the bad guy to look like a hippie. Okay. Okay, interesting. Because Quint- because Quentin Tarantino is like that. Who am I going to get for this part? Let me find some old movie or TV show from the '60s or '70s and pluck someone who was famous out of his obscurity. Here you go, Peter Parker. Now you're in a Tarantino movie opposite fucking Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt.
3: <laughs>
0: That's a weird ass career trajectory. Yes, it is. And I'm going to have to check that out now. Yeah. Yeah,
1: like, like, the When I watched Once Upon a Time dot 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 in Hollywood, I'm like, wow, there's a lot of people here I know, and then there are some I don't. Who the fuck was that director? Because that guy like was really like he was he was he was crazy and like spastic and out there. And it's yeah. like, no, I didn't hire you to be a cowboy. I hired you to be an actor. And like, who the fuck is that? And like, sure as shit, you were the, you were the first Peter Parker. Yeah. From the 70s. I would see you on Laserdisc at the video store when I was five. (laughs) Now you're in a Tarantino film. Like, good for you. So that's next week. We will be watching 1977 Spider-Man. This Spider-Man is the same age as me. The TV show. Came out in 1977. That is when I was born. I would like to say I think I have aged better than this movie. Okay. So we'll see if that is the case. But now that so that but that's next week. Now that I'm looking back at this week, the highs and the lows. Um, Gwyneth Paltrow pussy explodes. Uh, the ruler. Of the aliens from Plan 9 from Outer Space is related to a slave-owning American trader. Yes. And uh, The Room. I got to say, I think this has been a pretty good episode of the podcast.
0: I'm going pretty. damn good. I'm going okay, damn good. good. There was a yeah. world premiere, everything. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I, felt, I feel the
1: same way, but I didn't want to step on your toes because... I feel that you're the one who makes that distinction, not
0: me. But, yes, I I concur. Good sir. So until next week, I am Bunny Williams. And I am Reverend Stephen. On behalf of
1: Maxwell, Jaden, Natasha, Bella, and everybody else, I just want to say thanks for listening and we will see you next week, you godless heathens! Thank you! And you. Um, and you. And you Nazi Red Skulls! Nice! And your poopy, butts. poopy buds! Poopy <laughs> oh. buds? With ice cream on top! Doo 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 doo! Do 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 do. Do 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 do. do. Skinny
0: papa doo Ow. Ow. Cut and print. Cut and print.